This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. It's the movie review with blind movie critic Jay Forey joining us from BlindSideReviews.com from all the way over there in Florida. It's been a big week in the movie world. Hi, Jay. Hi, Simon. Well, it's, uh, yeah, we've had some movies, but with the... Uh, we're not going to leave it this way. There's some good movies I think we're talking about this week, but you know what? There are no Academy Award winners, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> what, what did you think of the Oscars, the Academy Awards, the, the, this week? Do you, were there any surprises for you? Actually, there was not. No. Well, yeah, maybe one kind of... Here's the thing. You know, I'm a member of the uh, Critics' Choice Awards, and we vote. We're the first one of uh, each season. And and um, so we are the biggest predictor. And once again, we picked Spotlight to be best movie. It won. Leonardo DiCaprio, best uh, um, the the best actor, he won. Brie Larson for the room, she won. So we are always right on, and uh, uh, th- yeah, that's actually actually pretty good for us. So yeah, um, no no big surprises. We I also picked though, and and I think we did a great. We picked uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone to win for for Creed. He did not win, and um, yeah, it's one of those kind of things. Uh, you hear a lot of stuff. Well, we this person should win effort. But you know what? There's I don't know a thousand or five or six thousand people voting, and just who they like, and you you never know who's going to win or not. And a lot of it's up in the air. And um, still, still, I thought it was a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good Academy Award time anyway. I wonder when the general public are actually going to realize that the Academy Awards really has no relevance to everyday life at all. I know, and you listen to it. I know. I watch it because I have to, because you're right. You listen to it. And, yeah, listen to some of the speeches. I'll go, okay, let's get this over with. Uh, anyway, you're right. But it's interesting to see how the uh, actors and actresses do that. We're all watching throughout the year. So uh, it, it's, it's an interesting uh, last award show of the season. And I had an interesting take on um, the di- diversity issue. Somebody said that uh, actually they need more people selecting the movies from different um, backgrounds, and that you know that that would that would help sort out any issues that they have. But uh, who knows? It's it's always an issue, isn't it? Exactly. Anybody can make it. You know what, Simon? I'm going to make an issue. There's not enough blind actors out there winning <laughs> awards, so uh, I think they should throw my name into the hat there as the best. Um, actor uh, somewhere and put me out in a movie. Now, you know what? It's just truly is what they're saying, too, is um, and they're looking at people of color and, and um, hey, there's Korean actors that are out there. There's, you know, mm. uh, Spanish and stuff. So it's just, it's kind of up in the air. I mean, there's been several actors that won uh, of color and in other years, and I don't think everybody was trying to pick or not pick them. It's just so tough. Look at Leonardo DiCaprio, who's up six times. That I think he should have won a couple of the other times, but you don't know. You win when you win, and um, that's just uh, that's why they call them awards. <laughs> yeah, you don't know who's gonna win. <laughs> I think, I think, I think we should. I think before we do do ourselves any more damage, I think, I think we should get on with the review. Be better. <laughs> You're listening to RNIB's Insight Radio. We've got two movies to review for you today. We're starting off with uh, Zetropolis. It's a certificate PG, and it has its premiere on this Monday coming. It's an animation action adventure directed by Byron Howard and uh, Rich Moore, uh, starring uh, the voices of Jennifer Goodwin, Jason Bateman, 
and Idris Elba. Now, in a city of anthropomorphic animals, a fugitive con artist fox and a rookie bunny cop must work together to uncover a conspiracy. Hi, I'm Judy, your new neighbor. Yeah, well, we're loud. Don't expect us to apologize for it. ZPD's first rabbit officer, Judy Hops. You ready to make the world a better place? Bad news in this city gripped by fear. What can you tell us about the animals that went savage? Are we safe? This is Priority One. Hops. Parking duty. (laughs) Sir, I'm not just some token bunny. You strike out, you resign. Deal. to ask you some questions about a case. Then they should have gotten a real cop to solve it. You are under arrest. For what? Hurting your free wings? You are a key witness. No, he is. Hey! I need you to run a plate. All right, I know a guy. You need something done, he's on it. They're all slots? We are in a really big hurry. I am on it? Break. Now, I have to say, I thought this looked a bit lackluster, to be honest. Well, you know what? It, it, you're right. and uh, But it is a Disney film, and it's actually pretty good. I was not looking forward to it at all. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too old for the animated films. Now, they do in these animated films. They do try to throw in some pop culture jokes, which they do here, uh, to my, try to make the adults enjoy it. Uh, so that's good. But in this film... um. And you, you briefly mentioned that Jennifer Goodwin is a rabbit who goes to, wants to become a cop. Okay, that's great. But uh, she's one of the smallest, and she graduated to the top of her class. But when they uh, put her out in, in, uh, to be working the Tropolis, they make her uh, uh, working in a parking lot, you know, as a parking guard. And she doesn't like that. She thinks she should, uh, you know, be a regular policeman, ah, don't we all? So, uh, so she's out, and she uh, finally gets put on a disappearance case where an otter has disappeared, and she's trying to find out who, who it is. In the meantime, she befriends a fox played by Jason Bateman, a wily old fox, and they become friends, and they team up. And really, that's what it's all about. And so, I mean, this is, it's really quite interesting. They, they, Disney does a great job. And I wish I could have saw this. They, they kind of break the uh, city up into three districts. And I think, well, it, one is like a, a snow, snowy urban area. One is a desert area. Another one's a tropical rainforest type, which really probably would look good for the visually to see the different colors and different uh, the different districts. And so I think that in itself is great for the kids. They have a really great social aspect about it. You know, you know shoot for the stars, so to speak. If you want to be something, you can. And uh, and friends and uh, and all that great stuff. So Simon, overall, Ooh, <laughs> overall, overall for the kids, I think it's a great film, uh, Simon. For yeah. adults, it might be a different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Jay. You're the boss. Um, I'm, I'm so maybe... Simon, Simon, this doesn't sound like one that you're going to rush out and see then. I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with it, Jay. It just didn't seem, you know. I just thought I don't know if there's enough in it for kids as far as Crash Bang Boom and uh, you know because uh, it, it does have some subtleties to it. Right. Yeah. It's one of those. Uh, yeah. You're right. I, I, as an adult, I didn't think it was that funny. You know. And I, once again, adults, we like to see the pop culture jokes, which uh, 
you know, a lot of kids that goes over their heads. But I, once again, I didn't think my stuff was a funny. Yeah, it's colorful, you know, my wife said. So you have all that that the kids would like. And it has the social jokes. But I'm like, you I wouldn't go see But I'd be honest, the kids did not make a sound, which is a good sign. When I'm in the screen, the kids are moving around and, uh, and all that, you know that they're not interested. So this is very interesting for the kids. Um, you know, I, I'm telling you, take the kids, go see it. You know, um, I don't know about the adults. It's still a pretty good film, though. I haven't got any kids, so, you know, I, I can't go. <laughs> you don't have any reason to go, then, huh? <laughs> well, hey, once, Simon, that's a good thing. Or a movie you don't want to see, <laughs> you don't feel compelled to have to go. You can stay home, and mine mine is uh, too old, so I don't have to worry about that. But, yeah, when I was younger, we had to, had to take the, the sun out to little, the movies like that. So, Simon, good film. Uh, I mean, when I say good, yeah, good for kids. Because that, I have to give it a B rating. Uh, once again, one I would not necessarily go out and see myself. One thing, I'm not into films for some reason that have animals as... Uh, you're taking on, I guess, uh, people jobs, cops, and this and that. I mean, I guess they basically take over the city. And uh, I don't know, just not one thing. This is a bad thing. I I just like uh, animated films a little bit different than this, but still a good for the kids. The word you're looking for there is uh, you. You don't like animals that are anthropomorphic. Yeah, I, I knew what it was, Simon. I just didn't want to have to say it and mess up, and then you make fun of me. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew that was going to be happening. <laughs> Righty-ho. You're listening to RIB's Insight Radio. It's the movie review with blind movie critic Jay Forty and uh, Simon Paul. And we move on to London Has Fallen, certificate 15, opened yesterday, March the 3rd. It's an action crime thriller directed by Babak Najafi. And uh, stars Jared Butler. It's got Morgan Freeman, Aaron Eckhart, and uh, Rada Mitchell, and a few other people besides. London is under attack by terrorists. An attack has decimated the British capital. Five of the world's leaders are now dead. Stay with me. We'll get you out of here. The American president. Now! is unaccounted for. To our friends in the West. Bakawe. Number six on the ten list. What do you want? Your president. That's not going to happen. Then every death from this moment forward will be on your head. We have to find Bakawe before he finds the president. We're going to kill him slowly and broadcast it live. Yeah, you should have brought more men. I will not be executed as propaganda. You don't let them take me. If it comes to it, I want you to kill me. That's an order. Now, you know, I've never seen a film like this in my life. (laughs) Well, if you would go back three years to 2013... You could see a movie like this called Olympus Has Fallen. (laughs) (laughs) You'd see one like it. This is your typical action thriller. Uh, And um, I had to actually look, you know, before this came out, I go, Olympus Has Fallen, I remember the movie. And I said, sure, I would look at it. Yeah, I wrote a review for it. And of course, we see so many uh, action films nowadays. And in the original, uh, terrorists take over the White House. 
and Gerard Butler is a Secret Service guy that saves the president, played by Aaron Eckhart. And that's what the Olympics. Now it's three years later, uh, uh, and the prime minister uh, is dies in his sleep, uh, and uh, in the in the United Kingdom. So there's a mass amount of major world leaders are going to go over for the funeral. Well, of course, something has to happen here. And what happened? Terrorists had planned this, and they're going to take over, basically take over London, go to all the different parts, different, uh, uh, all, all the different national, uh, uh, I guess what I'm looking for is people where people go to visit, you know, and and there they take over. That. Then they're going to try to make it in and, and uh and kidnapped the president of the United States, Aaron Eckhart, and then uh at that point kill him on the internet. Okay, I know it sounds a little ridiculous. And of course now there's a, a race throughout the city of London, just the two of them most of the time. Gerard Butler, the security and the president of the United States, running away from cops at one point, uh they're in a car, I have to laugh at this. Uh, of course you get all this kind of action scenes. They're in the car, there's a bad guy chasing him on a, on a on a motorcycle. The Gerard Butler hits the brakes in the car. The guy flies off his motorcycle, comes through the windshield, the back the back of the car, and so he turns around and shoots him with the gun. So you're gonna you know what that kind of film that's uh <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what you're gonna get, you know, an action film. So nothing new here, Simon. Is it quite corny or you know, is it a kind of a teenager's movie? Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> it's a guy film. It's a guy flick. Now guys from an age of 18 to 60 will like this. If you like an action film, you'll enjoy this one. And that's really what it's about. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and okay, the women want to see Gerard Butler with his shirt off. So that's, that, they'll enjoy that. So, <laughs> um, since you don't have your shirt off, Simon, I mean, they're going to have to look at Gerard Butler. How'd you know? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I, I think I've told you this before, Jared Butler comes from uh, uh, just down the road from here, from where, where I am just now. Yeah, I think you told me before, exactly. So uh, I hope you're not trying to, uh, you know, uh, take any of his thunder away when he comes out with these movies. Not like at this. all. I mean, I gave him the tools, and he's really gone off and used them well, so I'm quite pleased. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I have to listen sometimes to see if he throws your name out during one of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know when it when it when he picks on uh, the, the accent that he's using that particular day. Now, what what rating are you going to give this movie? London has fallen. You know what? I gave Olympus has fallen a B minus rating. This actually has a little, you know, has some more comedy. More the one liners seem a little better. Uh, I, I did like that. Almost like the writing is a tad bit better, but the movie itself is really no better. I gave the other one a B minus rating. That's give this a B minus rating. It's well worth seeing. It's some entertainment, you know, at the uh, at the cinema. Or something, you know, give you reason to get out of the house and have some fun. B minus for uh, London has fallen. Well, you've been very generous today. I think. Ah, now you know what? I'm just a nice guy. What can I say? Well, you know, here's the thing. Both these films are very entertaining. And that's really, and I, I tried to throw this out. That's what uh, really going to the movies is all about. Entertainment, get away from life. And so, yeah, are they great films necessarily? Eh, maybe not. But hey, they're entertaining. That's what counts. Okay, Jay. Now, I'm going to ask you that question. Between um, Zootropolis 
and London has fallen. If you're watching a movie, you don't have a very good sight or any sight, which one works better with the dialogue? Oh, definitely Zootropolis. Yeah. Uh, it really has a good story. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess if you're a kid or adult, and <laughs> there's not much of a story of the London that's fallen except for shootouts, car chases, and everything else. But not much of a story there. So, yeah. J40, you have got a great website and lots of uh, lots of stuff on it, pictures and uh, blogs and things, and you can even uh, chat to Jay on it as well. How do we get in touch with you? Yes, go to my website, blindsidereviews.com, and go to my Facebook page, see if I have put any pictures up. And J40, always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Sure, David, we'll talk then. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.